Hello everyone, welcome to the Daily Sip. My name is Oliver and my mission is to bring you closer to organic Japanese green tea. And today we're gonna dive into a special green tea, which is the Gyokuro and why this tea sometimes can be overwhelming when you start your green tea journey and maybe what to do in this case to still be able to enjoy this wonderful tea. So when we talk about Gyokuro, what actually are we talking about? In terms of taste notes, what Gyokuro is known for is for its special intense umami flavor profile. So the umami is one of our uh, kind of taste senses in the mouth. It's actually situated on top of your tongue. And here when you drink this tea or when you're in touch with the umami flavor profile, it can be either salty, sweet a little bit, it can nearly a little bit be brothy or meaty. So it's quite a complex but also a very fascinating taste profile because we are not really able to describe it. It's something in the West we're not so used to have. It's not an integral part of our cuisine like in the, in the Japanese cuisine. So it's something which sometimes we have to also a little bit get into and really get, uh, get accustomed to the taste. But once we get accustomed to it, we get really hooked. So it can be in the first place, it can be when you're on a longer way or when you're since several years or a longer time into Japanese green tea, it can be one of the tastes you're absolutely looking for. Uh, but when you're just starting your green tea journey into Japanese green tea, it might be a little bit overwhelming. So let's go maybe a little bit into the understanding why this tea can be so strong in its flavor profile and why this then can have an effect in terms of your perception and maybe be a little bit too strong. So when we talk about Gyokuro, what is special about Gyokuro is that it is shaded for a very long time. For example, I brought here a sencha, which I will show you here. So you can see this is a typical sencha. It's a nice a green sencha um, um, here with some of the needles, a little bit of finer, so a little bit of longer steamed sencha. But when we put the Gyokuro to the side, we can clearly see that there's a quite a big color difference and the leaves of the Gyokuro here are a little bit more shiny and especially they are darker. So this comes from the intense shading of this tea. So when we uh, look into the shading process, there you can have several stages. Some sanchas they are even not shaded. These are mainly the more uh, commoditized, a little bit more commercial sanchas. They are also tend to be a little bit more bitter. Often they are going through a deep steaming process that they lose a little bit of their bitterness, but the uh, leaves are quite bright. This one here, which I showed you is slightly shaded, this is a sencha which can be between only a couple of days up until one week. Then you have some kabuse senchas which are between I would say five days and 15 days shaded. But when we talk about Gyokuro, there we start to count over 20 days. So the Gyokuro often is shaded between 21 or even up to 30 days depending on the farmer and depending on the length of the shading process. And what this actually does is that this process renders the tea more sweeter but also more stronger in its umami flavor profile. 
So what happens exactly in the plant is that due to the shading, the plant starts to produce more chlorophyll, it produces more caffeine, but especially the theanine, which is in the tea going from the root to the leaves. And then if the sunlight touches, turning into catechins, so into more bitter particle, this process doesn't happen. So the tea or the plant stays more in the sweeter part of its taste profile and but also its uh, uh, theanine is one of um, uh, the amino acids in the, the green tea in the leaf which then it taste wise uh, triggers the receptor of glutamate but uh, so this is a natural um, taste and it is giving a little bit this uh, savory taste profile or some people even describe it as a little bit of a brothy taste profile, but it's very, very complex. And as um, this is um, the or kind of the shading is actually a situation where the tea plant is stressed, it really starts to enrich itself with all the nutrients it can. So it starts to produce more chlorophyll. Why? It wants to absorb more, uh, more light from the sun or the maximum light. So it really fills up the leaves with chlorophyll. Then the caffeine. The caffeine is a protector against bugs. As the plant starts to be stressed, it starts also to protect itself better. So more caffeine. And the theanine is that um, the plant really starts to absorb a maximum of nutrients from the soil. Also, uh, produces more theanine and then becomes a very very rich so often when you talk about gyokuro you'll have the mo nearly most nutrient rich and especially most theanine rich tea leaves which you're drinking here we talk about 2,200 milligrams of theanine per 100 grams of tea. So when we go uh, to a normal serving of five grams, we can be between 80 and 100 milligrams, which is quite a good theanine, um, a theanine level for um, uh, green tea. Um, and green tea is one of the plants which is the richest in theanine, so in the amino acid uh, theanine. And a speciality about theanine, what actually it is, it has a calming and soothing effect on your brain. It is able to cross through the blood-brain barrier so it can trigger alpha brain waves in your brain, so bringing you more in a relaxing state. Alpha brain waves is something we know from meditation and this uh, is something which is coming then also. Uh, or it's triggered by this tea. So that's why often people talk about the soothing effect of green tea. This is already due to the fact that there's theanine in and the theanine richest teas, especially in leaf tea, it is Gyokuro. When we talk about powder, then matcha is also a very good um, source of theanine as both teas are shaded in a similar way. So much um, to the part of why Gyokuro can be quite an interesting tea also when you're looking for a tea which is still having a good amount of caffeine so giving you this alertness but calming at the same time so for focus this tea can be quite interesting for you.
But on the other hand, this then triggers the most umami flavor profile. So in Japan, you have different ways to prepare the gyokuro. For example, when you go to a, um, to a tea shop, often where they prepare your tea, often they use a little amount of water. The reason for this is that they actually want to trigger this strong umami flavor profile. But this, when we enter into the tea world or into the Japanese tea world, can be a little bit strong, can be a little bit too overwhelming. But I will show you and I will uh, dive into the brewing of this tea in this way that I can explain you what is uh, kind of this taste intensity you get out of this tea. And then there's the other way and this is when you're starting maybe the first time with the Gyokuro, it is better to use a little bit more water. You still, still can appreciate the beautiful flavor profile and the complexity of the tea, but it's not so intense and not so strong. And that's what I will do today. So I will... Um, just go into the brewing of this tea. So I have the smaller teapot for the small amount of water and I have the hot teapot or the bigger teapot for a little bit more water. So what I prepared is uh, 60 degrees Celsius water, 140 Fahrenheit and here just a little bit of water and here I will use a fair amount of water around I would say 150 milliliters which is around um, six to eight ounces of water. Then I'm just gonna leave it in for two uh, for two minutes and uh, we during this time we wait um, I just explain you a little bit about this tea and how to brew it. So Compared to normal senchas, Gyokuro should be left into the water a little bit longer. So here we talk about two minutes. Um, the reason is that actually the tea leaves of uh, Gyokuro, they are quite tight rolled and often need a little bit more time to unfold, a little bit more time then to give the taste to the water. So that's why it is recommended to leave it in for two up to three minutes. Often myself, I just do it for two minutes, which is more than enough. And then uh, we can see that already uh, now the tea leaves are unfolding, they are unfurling and giving them the taste to the tea. Good. Okay, so I guess we're just gonna have to wait for this uh, two minutes and then we are ready. Good, so the two minutes are over and we're gonna take uh, the tea. Um, good. So, let's pour this. 
Good. So really try to get all the drops out of the of the teapot. Here we are. I did a good job and let's see if I did a good job here. Um, a little bit more. Good. Okay. So really get out all the water and you can see. So this is uh, this is a little bit the Japanese style. Let's say it like this. The Japanese tea place style and here we have the typical brewing of the green tea. So you can already see in terms of color there's quite a dark color to this so it's a fairly intense tea um, which we can really when we compare these two uh, in terms of color they're really really different. Good now let's try and go and dive into the very strong Gyokuro green tea. It's really fascinating. When we talk about kind of the chlorophyll intense tea profile, normally you have this going over into the umami quite quickly. But what's always surprising me is when you're drinking green tea, um, Gyokuro, this long shaded tea, in the beginning there's this small hint of this vegetal note, which is really showing the strong chlorophyll amount. It's a little bit what I get just as a first kind of millisecond note and then it turns over into this very sweet, savory, intense, complex, it drifts a little bit into the salty and it swings back into the sweet and it really brings you kind of this is the full array of a, of a complex, savory taste profile but still at the same time being very, very sweet and very smooth, round, nearly a little bit thick, a little bit um, um, more kind of a more dense liquid. So gliding over your tongue like the drops, you kind of feel that the drops are um, gliding a little bit more over the tongue. So it's a very, very special and very, very complex taste profile. But due to the fact that it's something, it can jump around between the salty and the sweet, it really can be a little bit irritating and pretty new when you're not accustomed to this typical umami taste profile. That's why also a little amount of water can be for a start with Gyokuro a little bit too strong. Let's have a, maybe another sip just to... Mm -hmm. mm. It's nearly a little bit of tingling on top of the tongue. So it's really kind of um, this a little bit more savory but more on the salty spectrum. So really dancing on top of the tongue but then you leave it in your palate and it develops and it develops into a, this beautiful sweetness. It nearly gets a little bit of this fruit of a fruitiness out. So super interesting, a very, very complex, very broad array of a taste profile jumping from one to the other but it can be a little bit overwhelming in terms of that you have quite always this jump within the salt and sweet can be a little bit uh, too much in the beginning. So that's why a little bit more of water makes absolute sense for this tea to start with and then over time you can re reduce maybe make the experience for yourself how does the tea this tea tastes like when you use less water. But let's see how it tastes with this amount of water. Mm -hmm much smoother 
So what you drift away of, as soon as you're using more water, you drift away of this intense, kind of this jumping, salty flavor profile, a little bit more of this, you get a little bit more into a sweetness, into a softness of the tea, and you get a little bit more of the sweet. So you kind of leave a little bit more space for the sweeter part of the tea and the kind of this a little bit savory or maybe a little bit brothy taste profile goes a little bit more in the background. So when you're using more water, you just leave more space in between and somehow you bring down the savory taste profile and leaving more space for the sweetness of the tea. That's why I often suggest and myself I also drink or rather drink Gyokuro with a little bit more uh, of the of water amount just to bring out more of the smoothness and the sweetness of the tea to bring it more in a balance between the taste notes. You don't have this uh, as much as the, the, the jumping flavors in your palate, so from salty to sweet to salty to a little bit also maybe of this vegetal taste, but you have kind of a, a smooth beginning, then it's a little bit sweet. There shows a little bit uh, this umami, this savory taste comes out a little bit, but it's never as strong and it's not kind of this intense in terms um, of taste intensity on your tongue. So it's much more enjoyable, much more smooth as a taste experience. And that's why personally I like it better to use a little bit more water for my Gyokuro. Maybe you have already tried this and you're a super fan of this super concentrated shot and then um, you want to experience your Gyokuro like this. But if you're starting with Gyokuro, I really uh, suggest you to um, um, start with um, a little bit of morph water and then work your way through and maybe even then once go down to only the 30 milliliters of water which I used for this one here. Good, so I hope you like this one too and if you ever have a question do not hesitate to ask us, leave a comment, like, subscribe, I'll be happy to answer any question. See you and I guess I see you next time. Thank you and bye bye.